When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today I want to take some time to talk about why, yes, right now I'm stacking silver just as I always have, or at least as long as I've had this channel. But right now I'm much more interested in watching gold. And when I say watching gold, I'm talking about the price of gold. See, the the reason that I hold silver in the first place versus gold, which is worldwide probably the much, much more popular choice given the size of the market and whatnot by by governments, by central banks, by the ultra wealthy, etc. The reason I'm stacking silver instead is because it's my belief that it's going to outpace gold in the next precious metals bull market. Right now, the gold to silver ratio is just shy of 90 to 1 last time I checked. That is very high. That's the highest it's been since the early 90s. And I expect that number to come down considerably. I couldn't give you the exact number of where it's going to ultimately, uh, you know, what's the break even or what's the the the, um, the balance point that it should be at. If it's 50 to 1, if it's 15 to 1, whatever. But I, what I can tell you now is that I believe that it's very high right now. And, and of course, there's going to be people, people that comment and, and people have commented in the past that, gold-silver ratio doesn't mean anything today, right? That it was a ratio that in the past, whether we're talking about uh, during the times of the Egyptian or even uh, when, when the United States was was created back in the 1700s, that, yeah, we had a ratio back then, but today the two metals are vastly different with gold being maintained as primarily a monetary asset and silver kind of means split between some sort of a monetary asset that is Again, maybe not as popular as gold among the ultra-wealthy. And an industrial metal. That is just, you, you can't compare the two today. That they are, are, you know, they have no relation to each other. And of course, I reject that. Absolutely, I reject that. If that was the case, then why is it that we continue to see some very strong correlation between silver and gold? No, the markets are continue to be very similar between gold and silver. But I agree, they have changed over time. And the gold-to-silver ratio today... Uh, means uh, a heck of a lot less maybe than it meant in the past in the sense that uh, you have have governments that are setting this ratio and it has to maintain that. With that being said, I still think it's a hugely important ratio that we have to watch as gold and silver investors. So getting to why I believe, and I've talked about this a couple times in the past, why I'm watching gold right now and stacking silver. You know, it's my belief that once gold breaks through that resistance level of 1350, 1360, and then 1400, that we will then have a pretty strong confirmation that the next bull market for precious metals is on. And during bull markets for precious metals, silver tends to outperform gold. It's, it's, you, you, can, you can look at this uh, over the last 20 years, 50 years, whatever. You look at the price of gold and silver, and as a whole, what you see is that when times are good for metals, silver outpaces gold. And when times are bad, silver outpaces gold to the downside. It underperforms. 
right? And I think that's part of the reason why this gold to silver ratio has been stretched so far. And yet, once this next bull market starts, then I think you're going to see that ratio come down and, and silver outpace gold. Now, why is that the case? I think there's a couple different reasons. First of all, silver is a much smaller market than gold. And it moves in a much more volatile uh, fashion because less uh, money is required to, to move the market, especially the physical market. I mean, the paper market, it, it's what set the price today, unfortunately. Uh, the, the physical market, you can rehypothecate, uh, uh, sorry, paper market, you can rehypothecate silver out of nowhere. Um, you know, look at things like the, the open interest on the COMEX right now to, to get an idea of just how much paper silver is out there relative to the actual physical. But when we're talking about the physical market, silver versus gold, you know, the whole mantra of nine to one um, silver being brought out of the ground versus gold, it's it's not for me a justification to see that the, the price ratio should be nine to one. But I think it is important when we're talking about the size of the markets. Nine to one, meaning nine ounces of silver are mined for every mount, for every ounce of gold, and yet the price of gold is ninety times that of silver. Meaning it's a much, much larger market. Not to mention much more of the gold that has been mined in the past, uh, relative to to you know as a percentage, is still held in some sort of bullion or coin form. Right? That's not the case for silver. Much less of silver uh, that has been mined throughout history is actually above the ground as a percentage of the total amount. I hope you're following me here when I'm talking about this. Uh, the other thing is that you know, even if you just look at the amount that is mined each year, again, nine times silver is mined at a rate of nine ounces for every ounce of, of gold, and yet the price is one ninetieth of that, meaning the market is much, much smaller than that of gold. In fact, if you look at the amount of silver that's brought out of the ground each year, we're talking about, you know, to, to round it, about a billion ounces, right? And at current prices, again, if we round it a bit, that's about $15 billion, which sounds like a lot of money, and it is, right? Just like a billion ounces is a lot of silver, but in the whole scheme of things, when you look at the size of the stock market, the bond market, the size of pensions, the size of some of these hedge funds, mutual funds, etc., that's actually pretty small. It's small potatoes compared to the gold market, compared to all these other markets. And so it's going to move much more easily, especially the physical side of things. Because, you know, for silver, as I said before, it's it has kind of a monetary or an investment demand side, but then it also has the uh, industrial side, right? It's used in a lot of uh, goods. And because of that, you have a relatively small proportion of silver that's mined each year actually on the market that you can invest in, that you can buy that physical silver. I mean, we're talking 50 to 60% somewhere in that ballpark that's used in industrial uses. And then you have the amount that's used for things like silverware or jewelry, right? And then you have a fairly small slice that is left for coins and bars. And it doesn't take a whole lot of money to actually move that physical market. And so that's one of the reasons as to why I think silver is going to outpace gold. Uh, Never mind just the fact that that's what's happened in the past. Uh, Another reason is I think that there's going to be a time in the future in which we see institutional investors as well as stackers like you and I see this big move up in gold. And and I think there's going to be a time where they don't necessarily see gold as overvalued or expensive. But I think there's going to be a time in which they see silver as undervalued or inexpensive compared to gold. 
And so uh, what I mean by that is we could see the ratio not even at 90 to 1, at 80 to 1, 70 to 1, 60 to 1 maybe. And there would be investors out there, whether they're stackers like you and I or, or uh, some of the big whales of, of institutional investors, seeing silver as much less expensive versus gold because gold has moved up and, and it wasn't that long ago that gold was you know, 13, 1200, whatever. And, and now it's 14, 15, 1600, or even more, right? And they'll view silver as much less expensive as, as kind of the plate because they see that ratio moving down and that's a trend that they expect to continue, right? And there's ever, I mean, there's also the, the, the fact that trends that have happened in the past are ones that traders oftentimes will expect to happen again in the future. And maybe that's kind of a bit of a trap that we're falling into, but it's a bit of market psychology, right? So, for example, I don't know, you can take a couple different examples when you're talking about something like the stock market and the bond market, right? It would, it's kind of conventional wisdom that if stocks go down, bond prices go up and yields go down and vice versa. Not always the case, but it's kind of conventional wisdom that oftentimes that's going to be the case, right? And so that's one example of, of conventional wisdom that then kind of plays on traders' expectations and they may trade that based on that, right? So rather than trying to short the stock market, maybe they'll just go long bonds, right? And so in the past, over the past few decades, if we see silver outpace gold in bull markets, then traders will be expecting just that. Stackers as well, right? And so I think that's going to be another piece that plays into this idea that silver is going to outpace gold. But again, it, it comes back to what I said earlier. If, if, if you've watched my videos for the past few months, I am watching the price of gold much more keenly than I'm watching the price of silver. And it's not because silver is not important. It's not for, for lack of action in the silver market. I just think that, that silver is, is going to have trouble really breaking out unless gold first breaks out. Silver is going to follow gold and then outpace gold. That's, that's my perspective. Now, Again, you know, people are going to say that the gold to silver ratio is meaningless, that the two metals are totally different. And, and again, I, I totally reject that on the basis of A, well, money doesn't really change, right? Money's changed somewhat over time, whether it's from, from, from fiat to, to physical to digital to cryptocurrencies or whatever. Uh, but, but silver and gold haven't changed a whole lot over that time span. Silver and gold have been what people seen as money or some sort of a monetary asset for thousands of years. And I don't think that has suddenly uh, changed, right? I think this is, if anything, an aberration in history in which silver uh, and gold, to a lesser extent, are seen less and less as a monetary asset. Not to say that we're going to see a gold and silver currency again in the future, but they're going to be seen more as their role of preservation of wealth, as, as a uh, some sort of a monetary asset again in the future. Um, the, the other thing is what I said earlier, the, the fact that when gold goes up, so does silver, and, and vice versa. It's not a perfect correlation. If that was the case, then that ratio would, would always remain at the same same level. But it's a it's a pretty good it's a it's a pretty good correlation if you ask me. Um, you know, it's it's similar to what you'd see in something like the S and P and the Dow Jones, right? Uh, that's another thing to ask somebody. If you took two markets and you said they had this correlation, right? And you pick two indexes, right? The S&P and the NASDAQ or the Russell 2000 and the Dow Jones, whatever. And, and their correlation isn't perfect, right? Uh, one outpaces the other. Uh, but they, for the most part, go up on the same days. They go down on the same days. Uh, 
would that person say that those things have no relation to each other? No, absolutely not. And I think that's the case for silver and gold as well. Yes, the ratio has changed over the years. Yes, there is not a whole lot of meaning in, in what the U.S. government defined the ratio uh, as uh, back uh, in, in the 1700s or what the Egyptians defined it as. I mean, this is all fluid. This has all changed over time. The, the ability of companies to mine silver and gold has changed vastly over time. I mean, look at the silver market today. The vast majority of silver that's mined today is mined as a byproduct at a zinc mine, at a copper mine, a lead mine, or a gold mine, right? That wasn't the case in the past. They had exclusively silver mines, and they still do today, but they're far, they make up a far smaller share of the total silver market. And so, yes, these things change over time, but it doesn't mean that we should just throw it out and say it's meaningless. In fact, I think it can be hugely valuable. That playing that ratio can be hugely valuable. And that's another thing I want to talk about is playing that ratio. You know, I, my channel name, Silver Fortune. I'm a huge fan of silver, obviously. I've spent uh, countless, countless hours talking to you guys about silver and to a lesser extent gold. But, but the thing is, is that there's a situation in which I would be totally content with switching out some of my silver for gold. There are some very strong merits to gold. I mean, I don't ever want to come across as anti-gold. It's just more so been that that as long as I've been in the market, silver has seemed like a much better buy than gold. But I would love to trade some of my silver for gold again in the future, just like I'd love to trade some of my silver for some other asset that I saw as undervalued when silver is potentially at an overvalued point, whether that's stocks, real estate, uh, whatever. Right, and so I don't want to come off as anti-gold. In fact, it's 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 part of my long-term plan, and and that's part of why I watch this ratio so closely. So again, that's why I'm stacking silver, but watching gold much more closely. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.